Welcome to the Martial Arts Business Podcast, helping martial arts club owners grow, develop and scale their schools with marketing, retention, systems, staff, branding, social media and much more, giving you the tools and skills to become a black belt in business. Here's your host, three times world martial arts champion, award-winning school owner, successful business coach and number one best-selling author, Gordon Bircham. Hi, welcome to the next episode of the Martial Arts Business Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about do what you love, love what you do. And um, this is uh, quite big for me. And uh, it's something that I wish I'd have learned, you know, 20 years ago when I started my martial arts school. And uh, for many, 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 many years after that, I think it took me about 15 years to really understand and grasp this concept Uh, And I kind of want to share this with you now. Um, I think one of the things as an entrepreneur, as a martial arts business owner, as a business owner, um, we are we have an innate habit of um, trying to do everything ourselves when we first start out. And the reason for that is, um, especially as martial arts business owners, we tend to because we're martial artists, we tend to have learnt and through the years of training to control, to control our body, control our mind. Uh, control our environment, all that kind of stuff. And I think then when you um, sort of go into business, the, the business side, for instance, start growing your school, um, you've then got to try, well, you, you have to try and let go um, of doing everything. Now, that is probably one of the hardest things for school owners and the, the, the people that I, I speak to, the school owners, I speak to so many of them and have done over the years, and I get an insight into the minds, really, of the masses of martial arts school owners. Not everybody, but the, the majority, the 90% of them. And they definitely run, and there's a, definitely a pattern uh, run of, of control in their martial arts business. You know, uh, no one can do it as good as me. Um, staff are a pain. Um, uh, you know, uh, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Uh, what happens if someone steals it? Uh, you know, all this kind of stuff, all these kind of answers come up time and time again. And most martial arts instructors that I speak to anyway um, have this pattern somewhere running within their mind, in, in what they're doing day to day in their business and in their lives. So, um, and it was definitely me for a long, 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 long time. I, I'm amazed on where I am now. If I go back, you know, ten, five to ten years um, previous, I was definitely someone who had a massive control uh, not issues, but definitely controlling my environment, controlling what I was doing. And I really did believe it. I did believe that no one could do it as good as me. I believed that, you know, if I let it all go, it won't get done. All these kind of things, you know, I had so many things. And I would make up excuses of why no one else could do it. You know, how I had to control my, 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 myself, I had to control the people around me. And there was definitely a, a, a real issue going on there controlling money, controlling everything. And actually, while you're in, in the control mindset, what can happen is you can you can end up being out of control. And it's kind of a delusion, really, because, you know, you have no freedom. You're stressed when you're trying to control things. It's not a great feeling. Now, some people might think, if I'm in control, I feel okay. And But when you have a control mindset and uh, a habit, if you like, a pattern where you're controlling everything, you can try to control everything, but really controlling nothing. So, um, and the reason for, for me saying that is because 
one of the things that was a massive shift for me in my personal development, and it still is today, but it's definitely something that I can definitely share and I have a lot of uh, a lot of experience with, is is uh, this idea of doing what you love and outsourcing the rest. And it's definitely served me and allowed me to be a much, much happier person. And I try and teach this every time, you know, I teach it in my book, I teach it in, I'm teaching it on my podcast, obviously, okay, I teach it to my coaching clients, I teach it to my mastermind clients. I, t- I teach this because I feel it's the one thing that set me free. It's the one thing that has allowed me to give me freedom, give me freedom in my martial arts school. It's given me freedom, freedom to be more creative in other things that I do. So I've been able to do my coaching, my podcast, my books. I'm, I'm able to um, fly my planes and do the things that I actually really want to do because now I've learned um, to do the things that I love and outsource everything else. And it was a major shift for me, and I really want to share this in the podcast because I think it will help many of you here who may feel that, you know, and you'll create excuses that, you know, you can't afford other people, there's no one around you, no one can do it as good as you. All the things that we create is a delusion, you know, and it's one of the things that I want to share because, number one, if you think no one can do it as good as you, how deluded is that? Because there's 7 billion people on the planet, and if you think you're the only person that can do it as good as you, then that's, that in itself is a bit of a, you know, it's a bit egotistical, isn't it? There's a bit of an ego going on there. And, but that was me, and I totally understand. It was definitely me for such a long time. You know, if you feel that you can't afford it, is the very reason that you need to be able to do that. You know, because there's no two, I was speaking to a client the other day, and he was running a real, real, real big pattern. I could hear, I can listen to it in his voice. And, and I was talking about, you know, getting a PA. He needed a PA. I mean, the reason being is because he was, he was saying that he's got, um, you know, I was saying to him, like, um, you need to work on the work on your business, not in your business. He says, yeah, that's okay, but, and I hear lots of buts, and when I hear that, there's the excuses come. But, you know, I've got no, every time I ask someone to do something, they don't do it. You know, and what he had was instructors um, that he had in the school, um, but they weren't really paid uh, for doing that. So they weren't paid for it. They were paid in another way. They were paid via student fees, they got the student fees for free. They got their gradings for free, all that. But they weren't, there was no exchange. There was no contracts. So he was asking them to do things really above and beyond their station, above instructing like administration. And although his guys wanted to do it, they weren't getting it done because there was no accountability, as you can imagine. So I was saying, you need to get it sorted, you know. And, and he said, and I said, why, why, why is it not happening? He gave all them excuses. I've got a pile of papers like this high, blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, look, you need to get a PA, you need to get someone in. And then he came up with loads more excuses. And I, and I kind of broke him down and allowed him to see um, that you, you absolutely uh, need someone in your business that's going to do um, the things that you're not great at. So it, th- there's there's a few things I want to share here. You've got to do, like I believe, um, you know, in business, you absolutely need to be working on it, not in it. Uh, and And to do that, you need people around you. But you need, need people around you that love the things that you don't love. Okay, so uh, this is why I say, like, you know, write on a piece of paper. It's really cool. Like, write down everything you love in your life and in your business. What do you love to do? You know, where time stands still, where you could do it, you know. You, you, know, you don't want to go to sleep because you're that excited about it. You enjoy doing it, you know. Um, and now it feels like a minute. You know, that kind of thing is what you want to be doing in your life. So find out what you love and write it down. 
You know, there's no rules here. Then on the other side of the paper, write down everything in your business that you do not like, that you do not love, that causes you stress, that, that you put to the bottom of the pile, but you know needs doing. You know, everything that you, you know, you think to yourself, yeah, I, you know, I know I need to do admin, but it, you know what, it just drives me insane. You know, you'll go and clean the toilet rather than do the admin. You know, that stuff is important. You know, the accounts, you might not doing it like doing accounts. Write that down. You might like doing accounts. If you love doing it, put it down, put it down in the love pile. You need like a love and a hate pile. I don't like using the word hate, but that's how, that's how I would uh, see it. I have this love and hate list. Write down everything you love to do. So uh, first of all, I would say write down everything in your business that needs to happen and your life. Write it down and then segment it into the love and the hate list. And what you what your job is to do then to look at that and say, okay, so if I was doing all the things that I love. Okay, and I've got all the things I hate. What do I need? What kind of person do I need to do these jobs? Now, what I would say is don't make the mistake I made, which is get one person trying to do everything because all them tasks don't come under one umbrella. So dissect it down to right. Yeah, that would be administration. That would be customer service. That would be marketing. That would be accounts. You know, and you write them down to subheadings and put the, you know, the roles underneath each. And then you've got to look at it and go, okay, what kind of person would that be? You know, it could be someone who, you know, there's many people who will say, yeah, I can do admin, but there's doing admin and then there's doing admin. So there's people who absolutely love the organizational side. It might be cleaning of your dojo or cleaning of your house. Write that down. You want someone who's a little bit OCD, you know, someone who really loves cleaning. Like it's what they do, you know, they come to an interview and they're cleaning in the interview, you know, that kind of thing. You know, that's how you've got to look at it. You've got to look at it as, you know, I want people to do what they love and the things that I don't like doing. And once you have this shift and, and you know, you're going to have the barriers of I can't afford it. The, the delusion is you can't afford it. You'll never be able to afford other people in your life to help you ever if you have that mindset that, you know, staff and people are an expense. Staff and people are not an expense. Staff and people are an asset to your business and life. They're a massive asset to you. You know, so for instance, how much is time worth to you? Now for me, time is more precious than anything because the one thing with time is you can't get it back. You know, there's no value on it. It's so precious. Every, once you lose a minute, once you, once you live a life in an hour, that hour has gone forever. There's no time, there's no, there's no value on it. So time is so precious. And, and with people, you gain time. You gain time to do what you love. You know, so if you look at this in, in, in its, you know, you know, higher state, if you like, and the reality is many people, um, uh, first of all, they go to a job, they're in a job they don't like, you know, they're a slave to other people. You know, they don't like doing it. Then they run a martial arts school and they've got it. Maybe they've got their they've got their job and they're running the martial arts school on the side, which is amazing. And they kind of want to make that transition to, you know, uh, maybe full time from their job or they're already in full, whichever that is. But they they can't do it all. You know, so the only way that you'll do it and they well, should I say you can do it all, but you end up being not as productive as you would be if you're doing the things that you love. And you kind of just staying afloat and you're juggling and it doesn't really serve you. And, and that's why most martial arts schools, they do just stay afloat. They just survive. 
you know, you're worth more than that. And, and, and without doubt, the transition for me was finding people um, that can work in the business for me um, on it, that they love doing that role, which means that I can serve them as well and I serve their families and etc. So uh, my point is, you go back and you, you need people in your business. So you go, right, okay, I, I can't afford them. Well, first of all, that's a delusion because um, how much is time worth for you? to you? How much is your freedom worth for you? Because if you think of like having two people is way better than one and five people is better than two. So in that case, you need to get out of your way and try and try and solve that. You don't need to get someone in full time. You just need to start somewhere. So start with the one, the one thing in your business and your life that you do not like the most. So, you know, in the in the hate column, for instance, I would definitely um, be numbering them one to ten, one being the one thing that needs sorting right now. You could even colour code it if that's your thing. You know, red being this is an emergency. <laughs> I think that's really important. And what you do is you work on that each month or every other month, whatever you choose, whatever parameters you want to put in. But you start knocking them off. Yeah, so like I said, right, I've got someone in for... First, a small bit of admin. I've got someone in for prospect managing. I've got someone in for customer service. I've now got someone in to do the cleaning. I've got, I've got someone in to do the marketing. And slowly but surely, um, you get people in and, and you know you, you start outsourcing the things you're not good at or you do not like, and you start doing the things, more of the things that you love, creating more freedom and time with your family, etc. And I promise you now, when you make the first step in this, what the first thing that you do when you do it once and you don't get disheartened when the first person you get in isn't your superstar that's fine you've got to go through that process but once you first start and you get the bug for and you start thinking okay i've got someone else in there doing a good job they're releasing me a little bit you'll start to let go a little bit of the control you'll start to you know um you know you start to um uh, gain more uh, clarity on what, what you need to do going forward. You'll get more, you'll start to gain your confidence in maybe getting other people in your business. And it gives you much more a sense of freedom and funnily enough, more control on your life and your business. So um, the first step is, is to write everything down, as I said, uh, write down your love and your hate and start looking at this at the end game. Start looking, it's very important to start with the end in mind. Start getting a feeling of what it would be like to have someone in them specific roles. What would your life be like? How does that feel now? How much uh, more uh, uh, precious is your life now? How much better is it? What better work-life balance have you got? You know, what, how has that helped you in product, you know, productivity in your business? You know, has your, will it help you grow your business? Uh, and all these things, and it will, people do help you grow. You know, they, have, they give you freedom, they give you time, they help you grow, they make you money. They don't cost you money, they make you money. But there's a process to go through. Uh, and I think that's really, really important. It's one of the biggest barriers I always come up against is most martial arts school owners are doing everything themselves. You know, and that is a, you know, that is not easy, I've been there. And I wanted to try and help you and motivate you, maybe inspire you and give you some tools to get you started first. Is there a whole, a whole other element to staffing? You bet, you know. No, no two ways about it. Staff are probably the hardest part of running a business, you know, because you've now got to think about people behaviours, you've got to think about uh, their emotions, you've got to look at their skill set, you've got to step into their model of the world, you've got to respect them, have empathy, you've got to look at all these things, you know. Most staff 
um, as you're, you're building them, you know, got to treat staff like children because they are. They have childlike traits many times. But you know what? They're a great asset. And developing staff is really, really strong. It's very, very powerful thing to be able to do. And um, I think it's something that you need in your life to be able to do the things that you love, do what you love in your life, live the life that you choose, have a, a much more fulfilled, balanced business that can grow with others and, and actually building a business where you're working on it, not in it every single day. So hope you enjoyed that, guys. Um, join me again on the next podcast. Remember to come across the Marshlats business group that we run, which is the Marshlats business uh, Marshlats business mastery community. Um, also, remember, we've got uh, I've got my book. If you haven't got my book, it's on Audible. It's called The Business of Martial Arts. It's a very, very powerful book. It's my life's work in martial arts. Um, it became a number one bestseller in Amazon. Um, check it out. It's a physical book or the audio book. Um, it's also, um, it's also uh, I think it's been read in uh, at least 12 countries around the world and growing. So um, have a look at it. It's, it's got everything from marketing, business systems, staffing, everything within there. And um, there's a lot on this in, in the book to do with staffing. So definitely check that out. And be sure to keep following. Lots of uh, lots of other great content coming on the the uh, on the business podcast here. Really looking forward to sharing that and some great interviews coming up soon. So take care. Have a phenomenal day. Work on your business, not in the, in the business. Do what you love. Love what you do. Thanks for listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast. You can follow Gordon personally on Facebook at Black Belt in Business. Also, join our free Facebook group, Martial Arts Business Mastery Community, for some great advice, tips, and support on building your martial arts empire. Keep learning, developing, and growing, and you will become a Black Belt in Business.